so, so good. You know, it's a, it's an honor to stand here and minister. You know, when Brother Moore says that this is fun, it is. It is fun. You know, there was a time where I wouldn't have thought it was fun to preach. It had been a lot of years ago because uh, when I started teaching Bible studies with Rick, not only would we teach Bible study, I'd go home afterwards and we'd call and talk about Bible study for another two hours after we had Bible study for about two and three, two or three hours. So uh, it's fun to talk about the things of God. It is a good thing. Amen. And you know, there was there wasn't a lot of years ago, probably I would have thought Friday night church. What? Friday night football. <laughs> Friday night church is okay. Amen? Man, it's been awesome too, hasn't it? The Lord has been giving Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore so many, so many rich, rich things. And, and we've been honored to receive it. Amen? God has counted us worthy of that word to be able to receive it. That, that's a big deal. You know, a lot of people think, well, he would have given that to anybody here. No, God counted this congregation that was in here worthy to hear that word. Thank you, Lord. And tonight, be encouraged because we're still going to have good word because we're counting on the Lord. Amen? Amen. So let's pray before we get started. Father God, we do thank you and we do honor your word. We thank you for, for your goodness and everything you're doing, Lord. We ask for your help in this service today that we'd have utterance, revelation, and there would be a strong anointing, Lord, that we would get out everything that you would want out, Lord, that, you, that we would hear directly from you and not from a man with ideas and opinions, but your truth that makes us free. And, Lord, we ask that you help us to receive it. We open our hearts and we are open and receptive to receive the goodness of your word and we thank you for every good thing that will happen in our lives and the lives of others through this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, glory to God. Let's open our Bibles to Proverbs 18 and 14. Everybody happy? Are you hot or cold? Yep. <laughs> I got hots here, colds here. Guess what? I feel pretty good, so okay. <laughs> If it gets cold, don't, don't let us get cold. Let me get hot, but don't let me get cold, whatever you do. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs 18 and 14. You know, I was, I was studying this, you know, actually, I study along all the time, but then sometimes you get a call on a certain day and they say, guess what? You go, oh, so you got to get serious and say, okay, God, what do you want to talk about? And you'll look through 15 messages and they'll go, nope, no, that's not it, no. No, and then he gives you a whole new message. You're like, oh, so we're going to start at the beginning. And so, yeah. But, you know, one thing that's always a truth is that people who don't quit will always win. Christians who do not quit will receive those things that God's promised, those things they've asked, those things they're believing for. The only ones that don't receive it are the ones that quit. <laughs> All right? This is, this is a truth from the Word of God, not the Word of Dave. Amen? It says you'll get it if you don't faint, right? Fainting and quitting are the same word. Amen? And so th there are ways to not quit. But, you know, a lot of people are looking on how do I not quit when we ought to be thinking about others. How do I keep you from quitting? How do you keep me from quitting? 
right? Because, because me quitting and you quitting it, a lot of times is depending on what I do for you or what you do for me. Did you know that God put us together as a body so that we could work together as one and encourage the other parts to do their things? Yes. Amen? You know, if you, were on a, if you were on a team and you wanted to win, you would want all your teammates to be good. And, you'd want to be, and you would be encouraging them to do their best all the time, right? Well, you are on a team. You are part of the body of Christ. And we don't want one part to lag behind and, and, look, and look back at it and say, oh, oh, I guess they just weren't up to the task. I'm glad I am. But you're not up to the task either if you said that. Amen? Proverbs 18:14 says, this, uh, I'm sorry, look at that in the uh, Amplified. It says, The strong spirit of a man sustains him bodily in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? A strong spirit, you know, Brother Morris got a chapter in his book that's on the strong spirit of a man sustaining him in the, on God's will to heal. Um, I remember the first time I was, I was reading through that book and, and I read that and I thought, wow. That's as anointed as it was, if not more, when I heard it in a service. Amen? Because every person that's dealing with something in their life needs to know that as long as their spirit remains strong, they'll come out of that victorious. Guess what? If your spirit remains strong, I don't care what you're going through, what, you, what the enemy's told you tonight, it doesn't matter, any of those things, if your spirit remains strong, you will stay in faith and you will come out on the other side victorious. But guess what? Paul needed help keeping a strong spirit. Right? Jesus had angels minister to him at times, right? Don't you reckon that strengthened his spirit? Right? If you're in the flesh, there's going to be times where you need help. Amen? And we are to be encouragers. You know, a lot of people, they like to call that a, an accountability partner, right? Somebody to keep me accountable to the gospel. I like to call it an encourageability partner. So the title of our series is Encourageability. Amen? Because we needed a new word, right? You know, I heard uh, Brother Craig say, say Wednesday night he can't make up new words, but thank God he told me he loved me right there, so I appreciate that. Amen? But you know what? It's not about the new word. It's about what we can see and, and what we can get a hold of. And if it's a new word that makes me get a hold of it, I'll make up a word. Amen. Because <laughs> that will make me understand it. And, and, I, and I want to have a encourageability, right? I, I want to have encourageability. I want to be able to be encouraged, and I want to encourage back. Look at, look at, uh, look at uh, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. How many encouragers do I have here tonight? Amen. How many know it's all right to encourage yourself? And there's going there may come a time where you have to. You know, David had to. You know, he had all those people dancing and singing about his name one week, and the next week they got stones in their hands. You know, <laughs> you know the odd thing about that story, if you go back and read it, David was the leader probably if he'd have stayed encouraged from the start. The others might have stayed encouraged with him. Yeah. You know, as a leader of anything, you need to be the one that stays encouraged no matter what you see. Yeah. Amen? Because you got people following you, right? Yeah, 
Everybody, everybody understand this now? Everybody understand this now? You've got people following you, and if they're following you, they're gonna, they're, they are following you. Whether you go right or go left, they're going to follow you that direction. If you go down, then they tend to get down. If you stay up, they tend to stay up. Amen? And, and that's encouraging. Amen? Because they can't encourage somebody with the encouragement they don't have. Amen? And so it's, it's important for us as a body of believers to walk out these doors and we don't get unencouraged. I know that's not a word either, but it sounds better than discouraged. Right? We, we don't get unencouraged. In other words, we don't, we don't raise our hands and shout the victory in here and then walk out, out the door and become Eeyore. Right? Somebody says good day. Who says it's a good day? Right? Huh? Offended people become Eeyore. Right? Because they're offended. So nothing's right because they're off anyway. So people who are encouragers, one rule to to be staying an encourager, don't get offended. Become unoffendable. Right? (laughs) He'd be saying, who's he to tell me this? I'm not telling you anything you don't know people who get offended do not they can't even hear from god i've watched them things they said last week were right in the word this week because they're offended their ears don't work anymore they can't even hear what you say you know you say oh man i love you and they go no you don't last week i told you i loved you and you said that's great (laughs) what happened their ears got stopped up they got stopped up with offense right the ears of their heart. They can't hear anymore. They're about to quit. Offended people are about to quit. And, and they need to be encouraged to become unoffended, first of all. But how are we going to encourage them to stay where they can? Amen? And, and to get back to a place. And, and the one thing about it is it looks to me, and we're going to look at several scriptures, encouragement's not a one-time deal. How many, how many have needed to be encouraged more than once? Huh? Like, like you were encouraged and you said, you know what, that was it for me, lifetime supply. I'll be good from here on out, right? I'm not going to require one more person to come encourage me. You know, and, and some people, they're waiting on somebody every day to encourage them when they should be encouraging somebody. So let me give you a hint. If you're listening to this sermon right now and you're saying, yeah, people should be encouraging me. They should be coming and giving to me. They should be telling me they love me and doing more for me. Then you're not hearing. You're not hearing. Uh, We must be the encourager. And, And what we're looking at is what can I do to encourage others in the faith, to keep the faith, to not quit. To, to, not, to not look at things the wrong way and be unable to receive from God because they didn't see it that way. They wanted it to be this way. And because it wasn't this way, now they cannot receive from God. Amen? <laughs> Glory to God. Hebrews 10, verse 24. I say, Dave, why do you always talk about this stuff? Because this stuff is what matters. This stuff is what matters. If you don't love people, I don't care how much faith you got. Right? And if you don't encourage people in love, not, don't just encourage them because you're trying to get something. 
Right? Encourage them because you love them. You want to see them make it. This is the difference between encouragement and manipulation. Right? You can say, you know, I'm really tired of them. If I could just encourage them enough to leave me alone. You know? If I could encourage them to go see somebody else to encourage them. That would be very encouraging to me. Huh? You know, that's not love. That's not love. You know, there's times at the end of like one day, like if you're here at the church, like you've had 15 to 16, 17, to who knows how many phone calls, and every one of them needed some sort of encouragement. And at the end of the day, you're like, I wonder if somebody else could get the next encouragement phone call. (laughs) And then you realize what a blessing that God is allowing you to be the encourager. In other words, you now realize He put something in you to give. Amen? And if He put it in you to give, the worst thing you could do with it is not give it. Because these people are coming to you and God sent them this direction. So for you to say no is now you're going to become discouraged because you're not sowing the seed that He put in you to give. Amen? We are by nature encouragers. God is the number one encourager. God encourages us all the time. You know that God rarely tells you all your faults. Huh? The fact is, thank God He never tells us all our faults or we'd be a big ball laid in the floor just crying. Amen? If we said, God, I've come so far, and He said, you got so far to go. You notice He never says that? He never says that. He, he knows you got so far to go, but He only tells you, oh, yeah, you're doing good. You just, let's go to here now. Come on, let's go here. You know, and He's taking you there. He's giving of Himself, and He's encouraging you to be more than you ever thought you could be. Because He wants to see us make it. Amen? Amen. He wants to see us get everything that He has for us, receive things that that we never thought we could receive, and do things that seemed impossible at one time in our lives. Amen? If if you are believing for healing in your body, you you will want people along your side to encourage you. You don't want people beside the hospital bed saying, whew, Man, that does look bad. <laughs> Whew. Goodness sakes. You know, I saw somebody that was almost that bad and they didn't make it. <laughs> you want me to tell you the story? You, that's when you say, no, could you please leave now? Huh? You don't need that person. You need the person to walk up and say, hey, you're looking better than, I, than they said you were, and I'm guessing you're going to get better than that anytime soon. Amen? Oh, uh, you know what? This is up too big for God. I don't, you know, when you walk in, don't go, if you go like that, they're going to go, whoa, do I look that bad? You can't walk in surprised. Amen? You can't faint because of what they look at. You're trying to get them not to faint, and you're passed out on the floor. You know what? We have to be encouragers. Encouragers are strong. They're ready for whatever comes at them. Why? Because the encouragement that they're encouraging with is the encouragement of God. 
It's not, it's not a natural encouragement. It's not a come on, you can do it. Come on, come on, come on. You, you know, th- that's one way. But it's the Word of God. It's not just come on, you can do it. When you say it, they should start believing with you, knowing that it's the Word of the Lord saying you can make it. It's, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can start bringing out Scriptures, but just love them. If the love of God is where that encouragement's coming from, it will build them up. And it will bring them to a place where their strong spirit will sustain them. Amen? And that's what you're trying to do. It doesn't matter what somebody's believing for, whether it's health, finances, they need staying power. Amen? Staying power. And encouragement supplies that staying power. Amen? Glory to God. Where'd we go? Hebrews 10. We never did read that, did we? Hebrews 10, 24. Here's the key to, and look at it in the NIV. Well, actually, it looked the same almost. In the other. Let us consider, let us consider how we may spur one another on. You know, here, here's the key to that. It says, let us consider somebody else. Right. An encourager is never sitting around considering themselves. <laughs> right? That's what Eeyore's doing. You guys watch Pooh, right? Come on. Come on. Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, right? I've done, I've done a sermon on Eeyore, I think, years ago, right? And it was about like this. And the piglet said, happy birthday. Who said it's happy? Huh? Encouragers are always thinking about another person. They're, they're always, when they're praying, they're praying, looking for the Lord to lead them for someone to pray for. Looking for the, you know, there's a lot of times, and I've learned this more and more from the Moors. My mom did it all her life, and I should have picked more of it up from her. But they just spend time praying, and somebody comes across their mind, and they call me, and they say, have you talked to this person lately? I'll say, wow, no, I, haven't, I hadn't even seen them. They go, you need to call them. What do they need them to do? They want to encourage them. Right? They want to... It encourages somebody when you're thinking about them. Amen? Doesn't it encourage you when somebody calls you and says, Man, I just had you on my heart. I just want to tell you I loved you. And the next thing you know, it's like, Oh, thank you. Because, you know, I had, I had a bunch of stuff going on today and I needed a faith partner. I needed, I needed an encourageability partner. Right? We're not calling them accountability partners, right? That's somebody to keep you good. Encourageability partners keep you strong. Amen? Encourageability partners. And you're going to need those. Amen? But, you, but it starts by let us consider how we may spur one another on. How may we spur? Let, let us consider how we may spur one another on. In other words, how can I... Build somebody up to where they're excited about the next step of their ministry, about the next step that they're going through, that they are going to make it past this financial roadblock, that they are going to get healed. How can I spur them on? Amen? And, and that's our thought. We, we are considering, what you're sitting around thinking about people, how can, I, how can I spur them on? How many people sit around thinking about that? Right? Right. That's exactly right. You know what? We need to spend more time sitting around considering other people. Do do you know by nature we are selfish? You know, like there's some people in here right now saying, why do I have to be in church right now? (laughs) There really are. 
I can actually hear them in my spirit. <laughs> and there's, a, there's other people in here saying, well, don't they realize that I need? I need, I need. And, and guess what? As long as you're thinking that, you're, you're actually closing doors for God to help you. Because if you're only thinking about your need, you're, you're not thinking in love at any point. Yeah, I'm thinking in love. I'm thinking about how they ought to love me. There's no such thing as that. That's not godly love. Right? God, God wasn't even thinking of how you'd love Him when He went ahead and loved you enough to send Jesus to die for you on a cross. He wasn't even considering whether or not you would choose to believe that. He chose you and said, I'm going to give them every opportunity to choose to be mine. And, and he, didn't, he, didn't have, he didn't have one promise that anyone would come. But He loved us anyway. Amen? Love is directional. It's directional from me to you. Right? And out of you to me. But, but, but any time I look and I say, you, yes, you know, I think I figured out your problem. You're not loving me enough. You know, now that, I'm in, now that I think about that, I think I just found Keith Matthews' problem. He's not loving me enough. There's got to be a little more love here. Right? I got to find more people who aren't loving me enough so I can get something out of them. Right? Because if they love me enough, they'd give me something. You know, that even sounds ugly, doesn't it? But you know what? When we're doing it, we don't like anything of it. And we've all done it. We say stuff like, they don't love me. Nobody cares about me. Guess what? If everybody starts doing this verse, somebody will always be thinking about you. Amen? They'll be considering you and what can they do to to what? Not spur you on just to get over what you're going through. Spur you on to go do something good. Spur you on unto good works to love and good works. It it doesn't say spur somebody on just just to get through what they're going through. That is one thing we want to do. But this is literally, let me consider, how can I get Chad to the next place in his ministry? How can, I, how can I keep him excited about the Word of God, about what he's got going right now, and not let the enemy distract him and pull him one way or the other? Not, I'm, I'm just using Chad, by the way. He's, everybody, let's pray for Chad. No, no I'm just, he, he sat there, so it was a bad spot for him. But see what I'm saying? I want to consider how can I get him to the next step where God wants him. Amen? Our goal for every person, if we truly love them, is for them to stay within the will of God every day of their life. Because that's where the best things are going to happen to them. Amen? That's where good is going to happen. Amen? Glory to God. It says, and let us not, this is the let us verse, let us consider how we can spur one another, but let us not give up meeting together. Why? You know, there's too many people that don't feel like they need a body of believers around them. That they, they're out there on their own. There's no such thing as a lone Christian. No. Christians are built to be part of a body. Amen? Every person is built to be a part of a body somewhere. 
whether it's this this body of church, whether it's a body in Kansas City, whether it's a body in Minnesota, I don't know where that body is, but you need to find a body of believers to connect to. And you get people all the time, say, I've got to find somebody that believes like I do. You need to find someone that believes. What you need to do is find somebody you can love. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and really, you know, if they're your brother or they're your sister... You can love them. Right? No matter what. If you think about this, it doesn't matter what denominational tag you put on the end of them, you can still love them. Because denomination doesn't scratch out love. So it doesn't matter. What you're supposed to be doing is finding a part of the body that you're to connect to to begin to do what you're called to do. How can you encourage if you're not there to do it? Amen? We're built to encourage one part of the body or another. We're built to do something within a body. And if we're not, if we're not there, we won't do it. And, and if we give up meeting together, say, well, I don't, I don't need to go to church every time the doors are open. By golly, I go enough. I've seen that church. they got red seats and blue carpet. and Crazy people. All they do is talk about Jesus all. Don't they know the World Series is about to happen? There's other things going on. Guess what? In a, one year, most people won't remember who won the World Series. Huh? But in a billion years, every eternal thing that you did in the kingdom of God will still be on record. And remembered. Glory to God. So sometimes if we just think that way, it'd make our choice a little easier, wouldn't it? Thank you, Lord. It says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. What? you got to come together to encourage one another? You know what? You're not very encouraging to tell people if you're not around them. You know what? Yeah, I don't really want to be around you, but I hope you make it. Right? Yeah, I'm a little better than you, but... Hope you get here one day. Huh? You're coming up. Not as good as me, but you're coming up. I don't need to be here. You, on the other hand, need church. Me, mm-mm. You can't, you, you, can't, you can't not want to be around the people and expect to be able to encourage people. It's not possible. You must be around them at some point. Even the ones that are crabby and mean. Well, couldn't I not be around them? How are you going to encourage them to quit being crabby and mean? Right? Sometimes, sometimes a hug cures crabby meanness. You know what? My mom, she used to hug you whether you wanted it or not, and she'd say, you'll need it. You'd say, Mom, leave me alone. Stop. And she'd say, no, you're going to get two now. What was she doing? She was hugging the crabby meanness out of you. Right? <laughs> glory to God and that's a good thing sometimes God will give you just the right word to pull somebody out of that help them to see that they're, that they're getting in a place where they're giving the devil a foothold in their life you know some, it's, it's not about can I give them 15 scriptures and tell them what I know right because what, what you know may not help them right now because they can't receive it right but, but if you could love them, if you could just encourage them, 
say, you know, last week in church I saw you, man, you were praising God and it was, it was good. You could see the power of God all over you. He's helping you, brother. He's helping you every day. Look where he's put you. Look at the position he's put you in. Glory to God. God will show us ways to say things, to, to, to get people out of here and back up here. Amen? And it's important. You've got to care that people are crabby. <laughs> you really do. I know that stuff because generally speaking, you want to say, I'm not getting around them crabby. I don't care. If they want to be crabby, be crabby all day. You know what? We don't do crabby in our house. If Kim ever gets mad, I will talk to her until she's not mad anymore. <laughs> she will get tired. She'll have to act happy because I won't shut up just to get me to shut up. Wow, look at that. Well, it's going to be a little hard to read our notes, but <laughs> we might want to fix that sometime. I encourage you, Devin. You are good at fixing that stuff, and I know soon you'll have that right. He's, he is well equipped by the Lord to do those things. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't even remember where I was now. <laughs> let, us not, let us encourage one another. And, and here's the key to it. You're, you can't be always... If, you, if you're always saying... Who's going to encourage me? You're never thinking of someone to encourage. Right? Selfishness and love do not work together. Right? You'll either think in love or you'll think in selfishness. Who's going to encourage me? Who can I encourage? We're going to do one of those things. If you're not encouraging somebody, generally speaking, you're thinking about you. Right? Love Or loving them in some way. Why? Because by nature, that's what we do. I mean, like when you wake up in the morning, do you think about being happy? (laughs) You know, some people wake up in the morning and say, I can't be happy until I have my first cup of coffee. (laughs) Don't even get around me. Don't talk to me until I have my coffee. Guess what? True encouragers... Don't even have to have coffee. Right? They wake up praying, not about their problems, about what God has for them to do today. Huh? What, what, do, you, what do you have for me to do today, God? Who, who, who am I going to cross paths with? Equip me fully to do the things which I'm going to run into today. Amen? And you know, I've got to tell you, when you're tired and wiping the sleep out of your eyes, rarely... Will you think that way unless you purpose to do it? How do I know? Because I rarely think that way unless I purpose to do it. Amen? Why? When I wake up, I think, how long could I sleep before I'd be late? (laughs) Because I don't really feel like getting up yet. (laughs) And be guaranteed, I'm going to have to get ready because my hair looks like a circus clown in the morning. So it's going to take a little time. (laughs) it's just the way it is hey when when I sleep I'm a professional I do it with all my heart huh doggone right (laughs) who was it Uh, Samuel who God woke up by calling his name 
He'd have had to call mine three or four. No, 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 he wouldn't have. I'd have heard the voice of God. Amen. Besides that, God will send an angel to kick you like he did Peter. Peter was up. I mean, Peter was asleep, huh? So I can't. Glory to God. Let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. How many know we're, whether, no matter how late it is, it's later than it's ever been? And if you look at the signs of the time, the, the, the thing, thing about it is, is it's becoming twisted. It's becoming twisted. And, and it's too easy to listen to some people and get carried away. So, you know, that sounds really good. You guys listen to some of these debates? Does anybody listen to some of the debates on the, the political debates? And you listen to some of these people and you're like, wow, that sounds pretty good. But you know they don't believe in God or anything about God. So where's that line really drawn at? You know, and, and, and that's the thing. We don't want, we want to encourage people because when we encourage their faith, they hear right. You don't want people out there in the world on their own. Out in the world on your own is no place to be right now. You need to be ground, rooted and grounded in the Word of God, covered by, by a body of believers. Yes. Amen? Out in the world is no place to be, especially not with, without some help. I'm not saying you're not going to go out in the world, but you don't want to be a part of it. And, and we want to encourage one another. And, and it says encourage, don't give up meeting together. Encourage one another all the time. Why? Because that's why you met. Amen? When we come to church, this is meeting together, and Brother Moore, Mrs. Moore is going to encourage us. But as we leave here, do we not encourage one another? Do you not find somebody, give them a hug, shake their hand, say, glad to see you? That's encouraging. Amen? Somebody says, well, nobody did that to me. (laughs) That's the devil trying to get you off track right now. Why didn't you do that to somebody? Huh? Amen? Every person that didn't get their hand shook, shook tonight didn't shake somebody's hand. <laughs> you want to say that again? Every person that didn't get their hand shook didn't shake somebody's hand. All you had to do was be the shaker. Amen? And then you would have shook somebody's hand. Right? Glory. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Glad that's in the CD. I'll remember it now. (laughs) Look at Romans 1. Mutual encouragement is what we're really talking about tonight. We're talking about you being encouraged by me, me being encouraged by you. That's the way God views encouragement. That's the way encouragement works. Amen? He didn't desire people to have to encourage themselves. Right? But He made it available because you can encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen? But maybe if David wouldn't have started crying and, been, and stayed encouraged, he would have encouraged those others. Just a thought. Read about Ziklag. Amen? Many times if the leader will stay one direction, the people will follow him. Romans 1, 11, it says, I long to see you, this is Paul writing, he said, I long to see you that I may impart some spiritual gift to make you strong. Well, what's Paul's desire? He, he wants to see you so you can give him something. Huh? He, he, needs, he needs to get on the road and do some evangelical work because he needs a good offering. No. 
His desire was to see them so that he could encourage them, so that he could impart something that built them up to another level. When we desire to meet somebody, we shouldn't be thinking any other way. You know, like, like sometimes people say, if I could just meet Brother Moore, i got all these questions. You ought to be meeting Brother Moore so you can encourage him. Whoa. Well, Brother Moore doesn't need encouragement. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. That's actually fun. What, what did he say one time? How many in here can get too much encouragement? You can't get too much encouragement. You can't OD on encouragement. Stop, stop. Stop encouraging me. You'll never do that. Amen? He said, he said I, I, I long to see you so that I might impart a spiritual gift that makes you strong. And you know, that sounds like Brother Moore. That's stuff that he says. I want to impart something. If I could get something out of me into you, I would have done what I know, what I know the Lord wants. Amen. Amen? That's the heart of a minister. That's the heart of a Christian. If I see someone who's down, if I can get something out of me that will bring them back up, then, I'm not, then, then I'll walk away happier. Amen. Right? And, and I'm not satisfied until, they, until they're up, until they're encouraged. You can't be satisfied. You can't get tired yourself and, the, and let their unencouragement unencourage you. Right? <laughs> People say, you know, I've tried for an hour. Forget you. And, and you walk away mad and unencouraged. And now somebody needs to come encourage you to go back and encourage them. Right? This encouragement stuff's encouraging. Amen? And he said, and that is, he said, I, I, I want to impart a spiritual gift to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. See, that's what I was talking about with Rick. When we used to go to Bible studies, he'd sit on one side, I'd sit on the other, and we'd start talking, and people every now and then would interrupt us. <laughs> yeah, truly, we had to grow, because we started talking about the Bible, we're like, wow, did you see this? Oh, yeah, see this? And we're talking and talking. We finally had to say, oh, we better shut up, because we're not encouraging any of these people to talk. <laughs> right? And, but we were, we were mutually encouraging each other, and our faith was growing together. And that's what it should be like when we get together. It should be that we're encouraged by one another. You shouldn't always need some encouragement because you got encouragement before you needed it. Amen? And then your encouragement should, should give you the encouragement to go out and encourage. It should encourage you to encourage. Well, this tape's going to sound funny with a lot of encouraging in it, isn't it? <laughs> he said... He said that I want. He, it's a mutual. That's what you got to think about. It's a me to you and you to me thing. It's not a you to me to you so that you can give me something. It's me to you because I love you and you to me back for the same reason. Anything else won't be encouragement. Amen. Because what you re, your 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 desire is the same as Paul's is that you want to see them come up. And their desires the same way. They want to see you come up. And, and when, if, I, if I encourage somebody and I see them come up, automatically I'm encouraged. And that's what Paul's saying. If I encourage you and I see your faith rise, I will be encouraged. And so they, they were mutually encouraged. Amen? Hebrews 3, verse 12. 
It says, See to it, brothers, that none of you, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the, from the living God. Okay? That's good. Now you've got to say, well, now how do we do that? Encouragement. Look at the next verse. You want to keep somebody from a sinful, unbelieving heart? Encourage them. It says, encourage one another daily. Oh, man, you and I got to do this every day? Now, this is going to cut into my mornings where I'm crabby. I'm usually crabby till last, at least 10. And I can't always skip that. And then I've got Mondays that I hate, you know, because it's Monday. And so I'm going to be unhappy all day on Monday. So where am I going to fit in this uh, encouraging people every day? <laughs> Loving people is going to cut into your selfish time. I'm, I'm just telling you straight out. Huh? If we're going to do this thing right, and we're going to love one another... And I'm going to encourage, and we're going to encourage one another, and we're going to be there for each other. It's going to cut in seriously to our selfish time. You know what? You're going to almost have no more me time at all, right? Yeah, yeah, that's me me time. See, now I need that because I'm not very good at encouraging if I don't get my me time. How can being selfish help you encourage? I didn't say your God time. You want to spend time praying in the closet and being with God, that's fine. But me time, that's a, that's a world word. That didn't come out of the church and it's not in the Bible. There's not one scripture about me time. Do you know that? There's more scriptures about give your time to others. Do this for other people. Do this for other people. If you do everything for other people that the Bible tells you to do, you'll never have time to think about you. Amen? You want to find your way out of debt? Do that. You want to find your body healed? Do that. You know, people say, well, I thought I'd come here and get a healing, script, healing message tonight. You did. Amen. If you'll begin to help others, to encourage others, to care about others, to put others before yourself, you'll find your body well. Why? Because you, you didn't give sickness any place. Amen? Amen? That's, that's how you don't give the things of the devil place. He gets in through our selfish nature. He gets in through, I should have had this. I didn't get this. I want that. That's how he gets in. And, then, and you know what he does when somebody says, they should have done that. And he goes, darn right, they should have done that. And several others should have too. They do not appreciate you. And your gift is not appreciated at that church. And these people are, better start loving you more or I'll pull you right out of that church. You don't even need to go to church. You know it? <laughs> Devil's a liar. And I'm not willing for one of my brothers and sisters to hear that. I want them to hear how important it is for them to be here. Because they're called to somebody else in the church. They're called to encourage somebody. huh? Not just to be encouraged but to encourage. Yeah, you're going to be encouraged while you're here. Why? Because you're going to see encouraged people. And a Christian, his, his, his whole gladness should come from seeing others' success. That, that should be where, what makes them happiest. 
Like, like when, when, some, when we read a testimony up there and people say, wonder why that never happened to me. That's Eeyore. <laughs> never going to happen to me. I believed for two years and that didn't happen to me. Guess what? Should have believed for three. Wished I'd have known you were about to quit. I'd have helped you. Huh? Glory to God. That's what we got to say. When somebody says, that's never going to happen to me, we don't say, you're right. It's never going to happen to you. <laughs> don't even know why you started believing in the first place. Knew you were going to quit. You're a quitter. You've been a quitter all your life. What if parents did that to their kids? They'd have a house full of quitters. Right? That's not a good parent. God doesn't do that. He'll let you start over all the time and encourage you to start over and encourage you not to quit and encourage you that you can make it. And then He'll put verses and He'll put, he'll put people in your life to help you not quit and to help you make it. But you have to intend to make it also. Right? There's a lot of people that start out and they don't intend to make it. But if you could get the right encourager in their path, they'd say, they'd say, you know, I don't think I was going to make it, but the further I go in this, I think I am. You know, I didn't, I didn't know if we were going to get through this financial thing, but you know what? The more I look at it now and I, I hear the word from the pulpit and the people in the church are so encouraging, I think I'm going to make it. And then a week later, they're like, you know what? Not only do I think I'm going to make it, I'm about out. Huh? And then what do they do? They go start giving testimony. What are they doing? Encouraging people. Look what the Lord's doing for me. I started out and I wasn't believing hardly at all. My faith was like this. And next thing I know, I'm up here. And next thing I know, I'm up here. And the person says, wow, that's where I'm at right now. Maybe I can get there too. What? They're encouraged. Glory to God. He's using you now to encourage somebody else to make it. Glory to God. And yes, it's going to cut into our me time. It's going to cut into play time. It's going to cut into selfish time. Right? There's not going to be any more, well, I wake up at 8, but I don't really get up till 10. I don't, I don't really get up till 10. And when I get up, I'm a little cranky. So if people could just leave me alone. If you give in to cranky for two hours... You'll give in to it for four the next day, and by the end of the week, you will find that you spent more time crabby than you spent happy. You'll be crabby because you were crabby. You'll say, man, I can't believe I was crabby all day. That makes me so mad. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Look at this in Acts 16, verse 40. Acts 16, 40. Let's see if you can get out of bed and not be cranky. Acts 16:40. Did we lose the screens when we lost the lights? There they are. Paul and Silas came out of prison, right out of prison, jail. Now, now from what I've seen, the, the prisons in that day and time, not a pretty place. I'm going to guess they didn't smell good. I'm going to guess it wasn't a fun time. Amen. They came out of prison. They went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and did what? Got encouraged by them. Oh, no. They didn't go to get encouraged? You would think, they just got out of prison. They need to go and waller a little bit, right? Oh, gosh, I can't believe how bad that prison was. 
and I really didn't even do anything to get in there. My life stinks right now. I don't know if I'm going to stay in this ministry or not. I've been in the ministry and I've gotten beaten. I'm, I, I'm getting in jail, you know, and people don't like me. I've been stoned. I'm tired of this. That's what he could have done. And you know what? A lot of people would go, you know what, Paul, you're right. You ought to get out of this. And then we'd be missing a lot of books in the Bible, wouldn't we? Thank God Paul and Silas came out of prison happy. And they went to Lydia's house and encouraged the brethren. And then when they were done encouraging, they didn't say, well, now you encourage me. Why? Because they were encouraged that they got to go encourage. It's an encouragement for us to even get to be used in any way by the Lord. You know what? When we leave the parking lot, we ought to say, wow, God used me to park a car tonight. Right? Amen. And that's the way we ought to feel about it. But we're going to have to renew our mind to see things that way. Because you were used to get somebody in here. You were used to help make a service come together and work the way it's supposed to work. Amen? We were used by God in the choir. We were used by God as a greeter, as an usher, as a children's worker. You were used. You, you, didn't, have, you, didn't, you didn't have to do it. You got to do it. And if you wouldn't have done it, it would not have been God missing out. It would have been you missing out. And that's, we have to start. It's, there's, there's this traditional church thought that if I do something for the church, they ought to appreciate it. And they ought to tell me how much they appreciate it. You know, because you can't really appreciate something unless you tell them how much you appreciate it. Right? Because if you can't swell their head a little bit, you're no good at it. Guess what? We should appreciate that we got to help. And that's so good that we learned that and are learning that more and more. But from the beginning, we were taught that service is an honor. Right? Not a have to. An honor. We'll always have more than enough people who get to help. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Where were we, Acts 16? Look at that. I'm going to hit page 2 right there. Boom. Huh? <laughs> Building people up. That's, that's what we're looking to do is build people up, encourage them, get them to the next step, edify them, build them up. That's, you're going to encourage them to do that, right? Edify and exhort. Uh, you could call it the three E's. Encourage, edify, and exhort. Right? That's your three E's. I don't know what it's the three E's of, but it's three E's. So you can remember it that way. Edify, exhort, and encourage. If you're doing all those, you're doing something for somebody else. Amen? And if you're doing something for somebody else, in all the, all the verses that they use, other than David that one time, everybody else was encouraged by somebody else. In Romans 14, 19, it says, Let us follow after the things which make for peace, the things wherewith one may edify another. In other words, let us follow after what we can do for somebody else, not what, what somebody can do for me. Amen? Well, that, that's much like let us follow after love. 
If you're following after what you can do for somebody else, you're always looking to, for their betterment. You're always looking to bring them up to another level. Amen? And, and that's what we're looking to do when we edify. He's not, he was talking about, in this passage, people who can't eat one thing or another. Or, you know, and he literally said, are you going to put a stumbling block in your brother? In front, I think that was in Corinthians he actually says that. In fact, that's, that's my next verse, isn't it? Yeah, it was. There it is. 1 Corinthians 8. No, still not there. No, we won't get to that verse then. But he's talking about people, he is talking in Romans about people who won't, they believe one thing's bad to eat and one thing's not. And why do I care if somebody wants to eat broccoli and I think it's bad for me? (laughs) And why should they care if I think it's bad for me? They should not encourage me to eat something that I think's bad for me. And vice versa. I should not be encouraging them to eat cheeseburgers if they think they're bad for them. I say, well, the doctors say, and that's the way to, you know, I'm just talking about the scriptures here. It says, don't put a stumbling block in your brother's way. Right? If they don't think they can do this, then they can't. Why? Because it takes faith to do everything we do. Amen? It literally does take faith. No matter how you're going to eat, you better be in faith. Because your broccoli may have more pesticides in it than my hamburger. (laughs) And that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10. (laughs) Verse 23. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. And he's not just talking about building it doesn't edify me. Some, when we do things that, that just because we want to do them, we're not helping somebody else. Because you're not building yourself up and you're not going to build somebody else up. If you decide, well, the Bible doesn't say anything about this, so I'm going to do it. I don't care how many people think it's bad. I'm not going to. You know, there's a place we were thinking they had breakfast and we just found out. And I thought, you know, we'll go there to breakfast. And I woke up the next morning and the Lord flashed the name of the place to me. And I said, I can't go there for breakfast, can I, Lord? He said, no. He said, he said it, it's lawful for you to do it, but it's not edifying. In other words, if it caused one person to stumble because they saw me in there and it bothered them, whether I was, doesn't matter why I was in there or not, they didn't realize I was eating ham and eggs, right? And it bothered them that I went in there. Then, yeah, it was lawful for me to do it, but it wasn't edifying. I did not help somebody by doing this. And as Christians, that's the way we have to start to think. We can't just say, well, I wanted to go there because I like the wings, okay? They've got good wings. Why are you keeping me from the wings? Now, did you hear anything unselfish in that sentence? You're keeping me from the wings. Because I need the wings. Obviously, I need some more wings. <laughs> Guess what? If it's, it is not worth somebody's salvation to do something just because you think it's okay. If it messes with them, leave it alone. 
Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Because there are some things you could do, but you can't do and help God in this part of the ministry. So you're forgoing part of your ministry because you want to do this. Amen? I remember, and I've told this story just not too long ago, I went into the youth ministry at the church I used to go to before this church existed. And I went to help the youth minister, and I was still doing some things that probably didn't help youth. (laughs) I was young, like half my age now. Actually, exactly half my age now. But I was doing some stuff. Nothing that wasn't in the Bible. It wasn't, wasn't like they could come out with a scripture and say, it says right here, you can't do this. There's no scripture. He pulled me in his office, and he loved me. He said, you know what? You can do that. But you can't work with youth and do that. And he was right. I could do that, but I could not help youth and do that. And if I loved God, there's, there's a choice to make there. Do I love me because I want to do this? Or do I love God and I want to help these kids? I quit immediately. We, we didn't do that no more. Never going to again. It wasn't a problem. It's not like I had to do it. See, he's not talking about things you have to do. He's talking about things you want to do. Right? This is how I want to be. This is the way I am. If you don't like me, just just live with it. (laughs) That ain't love. If, If somebody has to live with it, that's not good. If your husband or wife say, if you don't like it, you just got to live with it, you need to start praying. Or else you're going to live with it forever. You know what you need to do? Encourage them. You know, you got husbands and wives say, ah, my husband, he's never doing this right. He's never doing that. Are you encouraging him? Huh? My wife, she don't do nothing I want. I, she needs to submit, submit, submit. I don't know who she thinks she is. Are you encouraging her? Because that's not encouraging somebody. you got to submit. I'm encouraging you right now. Submit. Well, okay, Neanderthal man. (laughs) Submit to what? Huh? Give her something to submit to. That doesn't get you out of it, women, sorry. Encourage one another. Wife, encourage your husband. Husband, encourage your wife. It's not encouraging to tell somebody who they're supposed to be. It's encouraging to tell them who they can be. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. There is a way to encourage people. Think about this, Joshua and Caleb. Go to to Numbers 14. Joshua and Caleb. These were encouragers. Did you know that? They were encouragers. Because they had every right just to forget those people. Right? They, They come back out of the land... And they say, we got the ites and the ites over here and the ites over here, giants here, walled cities, you know, great, huge grapes, but we can't get to them. We can't do it. We, we'll never make it. We can't do it. We can't, can't, can't. And then after we couldn't, we can't either. And all they heard was doubt and unbelief and doubt and unbelief. How many know that it's not time to tell a baby you're not in faith? How many know somebody sitting in a hospital bed hurting? It's not time to encourage them with, you just need more faith. 
If you had faith, you'd get up off that bed. That's not encouraging. Encouragement would help them grow in their faith, would build up the faith that they've got. Amen? They've got some faith, or you wouldn't be standing there because they called you in. If they didn't call you in, you're in the wrong place. Let them call. Let them call. Remember, let them call. Every time somebody calls you and says, come to the hospital, say, do they want me there? Because I can tell you, going to the hospital where they don't want you, awkward. It's the only word I, the only word I can say about that. You walk in, they say, who are you? Oh, I'm pre- we, we, church. Church? I don't like church. Get out of here. We've actually had people do that. You had it happen too, didn't you? Yeah. You guys are crazy at that church. I don't want you in my hospital room. Guess what? It's time to leave. <laughs> they didn't call. They don't want. But it's not time. When somebody does call you, they've got some faith. Find where you can get with them and get them to the next step. Brother Moore tells that story about getting that person to the next step. What was he doing? He found where their faith was. He didn't, he didn't tell them what a low-down, dirty dog they were to even be in that position. He said, where can, where can we start with this? And they got encouraged. And as they got encouraged, they went up a step. And they got encouraged, and they went up another step until they, they, until they got encouraged to come all the way out. Amen? They were being, and, and guarantee you, that was mutual because I'll get, Brother Moore still tells that story today, and he smiles every time he tells it. Why? Because he was encouraged by that man being encouraged. Glory to God. Glory to God. Joshua and Caleb, uh, Numbers 14, 6. This is after they'd all complained. Joshua, son of Nun, Caleb, son of Jephunneh. See, you hear that? Professor. I don't even know if I said it right or not. I'm just acting like I did. For all I know, it's Jeff Yana. They were of of the party that went out and searched the land. These two were there too. All the rest of them came back and said, great land, never going to get it. They were Eeyore. Oh, it's a great land, never going to be ours. Big grapes, I'll never eat one. Walled cities, giants. <laughs> Guess what? Eeyore needs to be encouraged. Huh? That's, that's, you know what? If you'll watch the movie, Piglet encouraged him, by the way. Huh? Had a good birthday party. I don't want to ruin it for you. Okay? Because I know you guys are going to go buy it tonight. So I've seen it 1,500 times. Yeah. So I, I, I can talk along with it. So it's okay with me. <laughs> and they, they, they got upset, Caleb and Joshua, and they rent their clothes. Why were they upset? They weren't upset because they weren't going to get into the land. They were upset because... The vision that these guys had and the discouragement these guys had was going to keep all of them out of the land. And it was going to keep them from getting what God had, got, had already given to them. See, there's a reason you can get upset. Jesus got upset at the, at the temple, didn't he? Why? Because they were stealing people's offerings. They were taking from people. They were hurting people. Not just selling stuff, selling offerings. 
selling selling their pigeons and whatever their little, whatever they had to bring. They didn't have to bring it. Just come here and buy it right before you walk in. Right? That made Jesus mad. Why? You're stealing from the people. And and love gets upset when its kids aren't going to get what love wanted it to have. Amen. And and Jeff uh, or uh, Caleb and Joshua. They, they said that they rent their clothes. I mean, they were upset. I mean, when you tear your clothes, I mean, if you ever see me come in, go, <laughs> you'll know there's some upsetness right now. <laughs> Amen? Because <laughs> we, we don't do that. Right? <laughs> they tore their clothes. <clears throat> this, is, this is a picture of faith working by love. They already believed in what God said, and they wanted everyone else to believe it too. What can we do to encourage you? And, and, and then they started talking. They said, and they spake to the company of, ch- of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to search it, it's an, it was an exceeding good land. He's reminding them. He's saying, it was good. And he's telling the ones that weren't there, it was a good land. We passed through it. It's exceeding good. And he's telling them about the land. In verse 8, he said, And if the Lord delight on us, if the Lord delight in us, He'll bring us into the... What's He doing? He's encouraging them. He's trying to remind them what God's already told them. This is their land. And He's saying, if the Lord delights in us, He'll give it to us. A land... He didn't just say He'll give it to us. His encouragers don't just stop with He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you, and it's the land that flows with milk and honey. It's not just a land. This is the land. What they're encouraging. It's no different. You know what? If the Lord if the Lord delights in you, your body can be made whole, and He does delight in you. He delights in you, and your body can be made whole. You can get up off that sick bed. What are they, what are they doing? They're encouraging the sick to be made well. Amen? He, they're encouraging these people. That don't, and then and he says in the next verse, he says, but don't rebel. I mean, these, these are... Uh, what. Well, what what's uh, what was Brother Moore call him? Uh, the, the charismatic, uh, demonstrative, whatever. They're, they're people, expressive souls. Exactly, expressive souls. Thank you, Chad. These are expressive souls. They're not just saying, only don't rebel. Please don't rebel. If you just wouldn't rebel. They've already rent their clothes. It's a little too late to get casual. Huh? You've rent your clothes now. Give it to us, both barrels. They said, only don't rebel. Whatever you do, do not rebel against the Lord. Why? Because He can't give you what He wants you to have if you rebel. What's He doing? He's, He's encouraging them. He's saying, don't quit. Do not quit here, guys. We've come all this way. Do not quit. We're, we're this far from grabbing hold of what God has for us. And all we have to do is step over. So don't quit. Don't quit. These people, they're bred for us. Their defense has departed from them. What's he done? He's encouraged. This is all encouragement. This is what we're to do when we see people that are about to quit. Oh, no, no, no. Don't quit. You don't know how close you are. You've been in faith. You've been believing God's Word. He promised this to you. Oh, you're about to step over into healing. Your kids are about to come to Jesus. There's there's a thousand good things that are about to happen in your life and your finances are going to turn just like that. Only don't quit. 
Only don't quit. Don't stop believing God. That's what rebel against God is. Don't stop believing God. And he encouraged him. He said, the bread for us. And the Lord's with us. What's he saying? We got the Lord. They may be giants, but they ain't as big as him. And he's encouraging and encouraging. <laughs> and he said, we shouldn't fear him. And they stop talking. And all of them go, you're crazy. Caleb, Joshua, nutty, a little bit loony. <laughs> Apparently they didn't see the giants. They didn't see the walls. Uh, they're a little bit nuts. And so Caleb and Joshua went and sulked for 40 years. doesn't say they did because encouragers don't do that. Right. Encouragers don't do that. And they didn't go make fun of them for 40 years. They didn't talk about how much, their, how much greater their faith was than theirs. It's not in the Bible if they did. And, and I would say if they did, they wouldn't have gotten what God told them they were going to get if they would have. Because their heart would have been wrong. Because why? They're encouragers. They, they didn't, that, that made them sad that their people weren't going to get it. They weren't happy about that. If, if, you're ever, if you could ever come to a point where you're okay with one of your brothers and sisters losing out, you're, you're okay with you losing out. Because you're part of one body. And if they lost out, you lost out. We should never be okay with somebody losing out on something that God wanted them to have. Amen? Because encouragers don't do that. Encouragers stay the course. Encouragers believe God and get things done. God sends people to us. He puts opportunities for us to encourage, and He sends people to us to encourage. You know, in the Bible, it talks about, I don't have any idea how to say his name, but Tychicus. Huh? Tychicus, you want to, I'll just go with Ty. We like Ty, right? Yeah. It's a good name. Everybody name your kids Ty. <laughs> uh, we'll look, um, just look at it real quick. Ephesians 6, 21. It says, But that you also may know my affairs and how I do, Tychicus, Ty, a beloved brother and a faithful minister of the Lord, shall make all things known to you, whom I have sent to you for the same purpose, that you might know my affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. The, the, the word for comfort, encourage. That he might comfort your hearts. If you're going to give somebody comfort, comfort is not, oh, you're going to make it. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. What, you know, can I get you a glass of water? That's not comfort. Comfort is an, encourage, is an encouragement that they're going to come up better than they were. Amen? You weren't, you weren't encouraged if you go backwards. Right? Sympathy will take you backwards. Sympathy. Agreement with the problem is what I call sympathy. That's my, that's my definition. Oh, you poor man. Really, you're dealing with that? You poor guy. I don't know five people ever dealt with that and made it. I love you though, brother. <laughs> you might as well, That's kind of like saying be warm and fed. Glory to God. He'll send people to us to comfort our hearts. He'll send you to comfort somebody else's heart, to put somebody in a place that they weren't before. 
If, if they were comforting their hearts, their hearts needed comforting. Amen? Amen. And, and these, this, is what, this is what encouragement does. And, and you know what? Every person in here at some point, at some time, is going to require encouragement. Require it. Amen. It's in the Bible. It's a part of love. Amen? And, and, and if we begin to focus on our part, then our encouragement will only encourage our encouragement. In other words, you won't have to be undiscouraged. Is that a word? Undiscouraged? You guys look smart. Is that a word? It is now. I like that answer. It is now. He loves me. We don't want to become undiscouraged. Did I say that right? Huh? We, we want to be undiscouraged. Right. We want to become undiscourage, undiscourageable. Huh? Undiscourageable. And, but the thing is, we want to be Ty. Right? Ty was the guy Paul called when somebody needed their heart comforted. This is what he sent him, he sent him to the church at Ephesians. He sent the, or Ephesus. He sent him to the per, church at Colosh, Colosh, the Colossian church. How about that? Huh? He, why? To, he, for the very same reason that they might be encouraged. Why? Because an, a discouraged church isn't going anywhere. Amen? And, and we need to be encouraged all the time, but we need to be encouraging one another. And, and as we do that, we'll stay encouraged. Look at, at uh, 1 Thessalonians 3.2. We might close with that. If it's the verse, I think it is. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and, and Timothy also was, a, was another tie, right? He's a brother and a minister of God and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ. And he's sending him to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. In other words, what's he say? He wants to encourage their faith. Why? To not quit. They were they were hearing some things about Paul that they that weren't hearing. You know, Paul Paul was stoned. Paul was, what happened? We, we got to know. And and he said, I'm going to send him to you to encourage you that I'm okay. And not only am I okay, I'm going to make it. And I, not only am I going to make it, you're going to make it. Yeah. Amen. And, and yeah, there's going to be some struggles as a Christian, and your faith is going to be tested. But at the end of the thing, you're going to make it. Right? What's he doing? He's making sure there's no Eeyores. He's making sure there's no Eeyores. Oh, oh no. We're, how could we make it? Look what happened to Paul. Paul got stoned. Why wouldn't we get stoned? Paul got put in jail. We'll probably get put in jail. No, he's encouraging them that they're going to make it if they had to be put in jail. He's encouraging them to go on, to not quit. And if, if, you're, if you're going to remain in faith... There's going to be people that come around you that are built by God to encourage you. Why? Because that's your part. Your part is to encourage that part, and that part encourages that part, and that part encourages that part. And then this great big body of Christ works all the cogs together, and we begin to roll. Amen? And if one part starts slowing down, the other part says, Oh, come on. Come on, you're going to make it. Amen. If you've ever been part of a team, the team that wins is the one that's always encouraging the other teammates. That each teammate is... No, there's not a team that says, we don't need that part. I don't like the way they do things. We're not going to use them. They're part of your team. You don't get that call. 
Well, what's it say? In, it's, where's the verse that says, bear with the weak? Right, Romans 15. We'll, we'll close with that. Romans 15, verse 1. It says, we who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. What's he saying? You need to encourage those that aren't as strong as you. Amen? You need to make sure that it's not just good enough for you to get there. They get there too. Amen? You think about Ziklag again. It, there, was, there was a bunch of guys that couldn't make it. They stayed back. And when they got there, the, the, the other guys said, Hey, we went and got this stuff. They're getting nothing. And David said, No, you're wrong. Why? Because David knew what was right. They're part of the team. The thing is, is if it wasn't for those guys that were left back, they wouldn't have made it back from the war they were at to get to Ziklag. There's not an expendable part in the body of Christ. There's not one expendable part in the body of Christ. And we can never start looking at it that way. We can't say, well, you know, they don't do that much in the church. They, they just do the, you know, every now and then they show up and shake people's hands. They don't really do that much. They shook people's hands. Somebody got blessed by that. Somebody got blessed because they got their hands shook. They probably went home and told somebody. And then one person put a $20 bill in the handshake. Man, did they get encouraged. I'm going back to that church. They shake your hands with money in it. (laughs) That's encouraging. Amen? (laughs) Somebody just said, why don't I ever get those? (laughs) Oof. You can go get the CD. (laughs) Guys, we're here to be part of the body, one for another. I'm here for you. You're here for me. We're here for we. Amen? And and as we encourage one another and build one another up, we will uh, will make it to whatever God has for us to do. And we'll not only make it, but we'll make it in such a way that, that everybody sees it. And it glorifies God. You won't make it barely. You'll cross the finish line and, and you'll still have wind left. Amen? Now that finish line better be like 10 yards for me. But <laughs> Other people. Amen? If we do it the way God says to do it, if we become encouragers and not encouragees, huh? <laughs> right? <laughs> You want to? I want to be an encouragee. Somebody come encourage me. Encourage me. You know what? You're unencourageable. <laughs> Why? Because you want to be encouraged, and, and the minute you get encouraged, it won't be enough. So you'll need more. The way to get the most encouraged is the way Paul said that we might mutually be encouraged together. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. I don't know where to end this. So I'm going to end it right there. Thank you, Lord. Lord's helping us because this, this, uh, this walk is not a walk that's designed for individuals. This walk is a walk to, that is designed for us as a body of believers to come together and do those things which we are called to do. Yes, I have a call. My call is to this body. Your call is to this body if you're part of this church. If you're not, it's, it's to another body maybe. But it's to be the part you're supposed to be. Not to be, this, not to be, you're not the gravel in the back of the dump truck. You're the gears in the rear end of the dump truck. 
You're not what has to be hauled. You're what's what helping haul it. Amen? Makes good sense to me. I don't know what it makes to you. But as we do that, we'll, we'll get encouraged. Because, you know, somebody called me the other day, left a message on my phone. And they said, you know, we just wanted to let you know that we already received a hundredfold return on our chunk offering that we gave on, big, on the great offering night. And you know what? They sounded greatly encouraged. But when I heard that message, I was greatly encouraged. We were mutually encouraged. I, did, I didn't sit there and think, well, I didn't get mine yet. Lord, why did He get His? Every time we hear ourselves say or even think that in our head, smack yourself in the face and say no. And get happy for your brother and believe God. That others are, are that, that that's only one of many testimonies that are out there right now, and that somebody else got to hear the other testimony, and they were encouraged, and somebody else got to hear the other one, and they were encouraged, and and the next thing we know, you, what happens is you come in here on a Sunday morning, and everybody's been encouraged by one another, and and, and it's not hard to preach to to encourage people because they're already encouraged to hear you. Why? Because everything you've been preaching out of the Word of God has been coming to pass in their life. Why? Because they've been encouraging others that it will come to pass in their life. Glory to God. You got a song? volunteer to be a Ty or a Timothy. I mean, think about that. When we're sent out, we're not sent out to give all our spiritual knowledge. Right? Like when the Morris, first time they told me to go to the hospital, they said, it's not what you know, it's what they can receive. And, and that's a perfect statement because, because what they can receive can only be given by love. What you know could be given through your head. And we all know knowledge puffs up Love builds up. So if I walk in that room with no matter what I know, I don't care. What I want is at the end of this visit, they're better. Even if they're just happier. They may not be one bit better in the natural, but they got a smile on their face now. If I could make them smile one time, if I could make them sing, a, sing something with me. We've done that in the hospital. They think we're weird. That's okay. It made them feel better. I remember one place we were, we just started quoting one scripture right, right after that. And, and man, the guy just kept getting stronger and stronger as he quoted it. And when do you quit when that happens? Because it wasn't what I knew. It was what he was starting to know about that scripture. And as he was starting to believe it, you could see him coming up. And he was getting encouraged. Amen? And sometimes that encouragement just comes when they see you walk in the room. 
And they say, you know what? Somebody cared. Because the devil had been lying to them and telling them nobody cared. And while it's not good that they were being lied to, but every one of us have been. And somebody was sent to you to prove that somebody did care. Because God is merciful and kind. And He's always doing good things for us. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So I'm going to be a Timothy. I'm going to be a Tychicus. Tychicus. Ty. And I want God to send me to encourage people. I want, I want to call somebody whenever I, whenever I wake up in the morning and somebody comes across my heart. I'm not going to just say, oh, Lord bless them. I'm going to call them. Right? People like to hear from you. Did you know that? Now, if they hear from you all the time, they'll tell you to quit. <laughs> say, hey, I can't get my work done. Would you leave me alone? But you know what? People don't mind hearing from you from time to time, especially if the Lord really put them on your heart. There was a reason to call. Amen? There was a reason to text. Text. Text don't bother people nearly as much as a call. <laughs> I can see everybody doesn't text. Doesn't. I'm a professional one-hand texter. Glory to God. God's going to use us as we begin to encourage ourselves in the Lord or together as one, one another. Then, then we'll leave here with that same encouragement. We'll begin to encourage others. When the world sees that kind of joy in a person, they'll come looking for where they got it because it's not out there. Amen? And we'll have it for them. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Altar care workers, come forward. Thank you, Lord. I hope you're as encouraged as I am. I'm encouraged now. <laughs> I'm mutually encouraged with you, so I don't hope you're encouraged. I know you are. If you're not, tell me you are so it'll make me feel better. Thank you, Lord. If you're in here tonight and you don't know Jesus, you got questions about salvation, you got any other questions tonight, maybe you think, I don't understand what he was talking about. I don't know if they do either, but they'll try. Amen? But if you got questions or just something you need prayed about, or if you just want to tell somebody how great you feel, how encouraged you are, they'll be encouraged that you're encouraged. So uh, we're going to sing and be dismissed. And as, as we are, uh, you can come down here and talk to these people. And uh, they'll love on you, pray with you. If you, need, if you don't know Jesus, they'll, they'll introduce you. It'll be the greatest night of your life. And you'll be very encouraged. Amen? Amen. They're going to sing. We'll be dismissed. Faith Life family, look at the boards. Thank you, Lord. They'll sing. <laughs>